Folks, I was talking to a friend the other day, a friend that I confide in. He confides in me, you know, and uh, we, we can tell each other stuff. And he said, you know, Cannon, I'm, I'm having some hard times. I, my work isn't going well. Um, my friendships are not satisfying me. My wife, I, I get home and she yells at me. My girlfriend, she's upset with me. And you know what I tell him? I tell him, don't go to therapy. Don't try to go get marriage counseling or relationship advice. That's a waste of your money, okay? Trust, trust me, I've never been married. So trust me, okay? Therapy won't work. But you know what will? Meat. Meat works. And you know where they sell meat? Unitedharvest.com. I told him straight to his face, I said, listen to me, okay? You down in your luck, son of a gun. Your wife hates you because you're going to the grocery store and you're buying shitty meat. You can't do that anymore. I'm sorry, you can't. Your wife will love you. Your friends will like you again. Your coworkers will think, wow, look at this new person. We have to listen to him. He, he might as well be our manager. Because you bought meat from United Harvest. I just fixed all your life problems. That's what I told him. I told him right to his face. I said, use promo code FRIENDS15. This is what I, I, I give him. I'm giving him this deal. He, I, he should be thankful. I said, go use promo code FRIENDS15, capital FRIENDS15, in the promo code at unitedharvest.com when you're checking out. And I'll, I'll give you 15% discount, okay? Just because I like you. Because we don't have to tell your friends, we don't have to tell your wife that you're, that you're cheap, okay? We don't have to tell them that. But go use friends15 at the discount code, unitedharvest.com. That's what I told him. Hopefully he'll listen. Hopefully you'll listen, okay? Let's, let's, I'm talking to you now. I'm talking to you, Okay? Go to unitedharvest.com. Your friends will like you. Your relationships will get better. Your coworkers will respect you more. Unitedharvest.com. Friends15 is a promo code. Bye. This is the show with Cannon Brown. Okay, so let me hear the crack. Okay. Did you hear that? That's a beautiful, truly. Okay, what flavor is it really quick? Um, it is a raspberry tea. Raspberry tea. Raspberry tea truly? Yep. Okay. Now, are you ready to drink it? I'll, I'll take a sip, yeah. Take a sip. All right. That last few minutes might have been a little confusing. You'd like to know who I was talking to, wouldn't you? Welcome back, party people. This is the show. I'm your host, Cannon Brown, and this is a podcast where I talk to agriculture, livestock, industry leaders, producers, breeders. If this is your first show, welcome. I'm a ginger. And I wear glasses. I'm 5'10". Some would say I'm 5'9 and a half, but I'm 5'10". Don't listen to them. I'm 5'10". Uh, if this is your first one, hi. Uh, I try to keep these interesting. I've got a good guest for us today. His name's Tyler Pickenpaw. He's been on the program before. I went to junior college with him. He breeds sheep out of Nebraska. He judges some, a few shows here and there, uh, probably does 20 or so a year, 
Um, ju- just a good friend. I was in his wedding. Good guy. He's got a sale coming up, though, uh, and I wanted to get him on to talk about a sale. Uh, this is his first uh, kind of fall uh, sale that they're running with Pick and Paw Livestock, and they partnered up with a, a Willow Creek uh, uh, Livestock. So we talk about that. We talk about some some breeding uh, sheep uh, topics. I, di- I didn't really know anything about the dwarf deal. So Tyler eloquently explains the dwarf genetic gene side of raising sheep to me, which is very interesting. I didn't, I didn't really know anything about that, uh, which is cool. Um, other than that, uh, we talk about random stuff. He drinks a Truly for the first time. Tyler Pickenpaw, this just in, drinks a Truly. This is his first Truly on the mic for the first time. You won't see his face. There is no video, but gosh dang, you can listen to the can open. You can hear him take that first sip and join the Illuminati cult that is seltzers, alcoholic seltzers. I hate you. I I don't like them. Uh, I will drink them if they're free, but I don't like them. And I don't respect you if you like them. But that's neither here nor there, okay? So we don't have to talk about that. Just kidding. I respect you if you drink the seltzers responsibly. Okay, we. if you're over 21, you have a few and you get home responsibly, okay? Is there Uber everywhere? I always think like, is there, I went to school in Wyoming. Is there an Uber in Wyoming? I mean, is there at least one? I don't know. I, I haven't been up there and tested it out. But I feel like if you're if we're if we're taking bets, Wyoming was probably the last state to get Uber. Can we can we all agree on that? I mean, people were just driving hammered drunk in Wyoming before Uber. Look, uh, that'd be an interesting case study. Look at the DUIs before and after Uber came in Wyoming. Those guys probably don't care about Uber. Honestly, they're like, nah, I don't care. I'm driving home. I'm talking a lot about drinking and driving, which I shouldn't be. It's just, it is interesting. I mean, that's probably the last state to get it. And they're, I mean, gosh dang. It's a good thing that state only has like 500,000 people in it because there'd be a lot of car wrecks before that. But, okay, that's enough of me talking. I've already talked way too much on this subject. I've got Tyler coming up here. I'm getting back on our regular schedule. I know I've said that plenty of times. You don't have to believe me, but I will. I, <laughs> I will one of these days. That's enough of me talking. Let's do it. At the show pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at the show pod. Mr. Tyler Pickenpaw. You're safer here than any place else. Now just lock yourself in and keep quiet. Click this button. I've forgotten that button before. <laughs> I've I've been through half half of an episode and been like, oh, I didn't record <laughs> it. It's, it's a huge moral blast. It, it really kills me, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine so. A lot of work done, and then no results. <laughs> you know, and you can never get a conversation to sound the same way twice. It might sound better the second time, but that first time is always really good, too. Right. It's unique. It is. Yeah. And I try to get it done on the first time every time, at least the interviews. Right. Yes. But... I mean, you can't just you can't get them perfect every single time. No, what's the fun in that? No, It'd be too easy. 
I feel like I do have, um, like my podcast audio might be the worst. Why is that? Like out of, out of all the podcasts. No, I don't think so. I don't, I have a lot of technical difficulties sometimes. Uh, maybe <laughs> it's just, maybe it's be me being insecure about it. Yeah, I think so. It sounds pretty good to me. Okay. Well, Tyler, you're back. I'm back. And you're married. Uh, that's true. I am. I'm a whole new man. Shout out to monogamy. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. No, I was there. It was a beautiful, beautiful wedding. Shout out to Wade. She's probably right there with you. Is she close to you? You know, I think she just went outside with the dog. Oh, gosh. But give you, She gave you some privacy. Yep, yep. For the for the just incredible opportunity that you have here today. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome back, married man. You're, uh, you're still living in Nebraska, so that hasn't changed. Yep, still living in my little upscale apartment. <laughs> That's not too bad. Nope, it's a, it's a simple Living life. with your wife, she just got her doctorate. Masters, masters. Oh, shoot. I'm going to have yeah. to edit that out. I'm not editing it out. I'm giving her more clout than she deserves. Yeah, but no. she deserves to have a doctorate by now. She's been in school for too long. She has. <laughs> so she got her master's. Yep. Uh, you guys are ready to go, and you guys are, have been um, like just full running into the sheep deal, I think, huh? Trying to. Trying to. feel like we're uh, at the bottom of the food chain and just trying to claw our way up. That's what it feels like. So, <laughs> we're why do you feel like that? Oh, it's just a tough business, tough business for sure. And uh, I don't know. I uh, I'll never settle for. I don't know. Our best one every year. Uh, the next year, I look back and I'm like, man, that thing was terrible, and try to make a better one. So now I might have said this before, but you know when you look at sales and every single sale says, "This is the best that we've had to date." And right. everybody's everybody's like, okay, guy, you said that last time, or gal, <laughs> you said you said that last time, right? But there there has to be some truth in that, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think every year, if you're doing it right, you should look at your set and at least see progress and feel pretty good about the direction you're going in, or, or at least see a direction <laughs> that you're going in. Um, I don't know. I feel like if you if you look at your set and you're not as happy with it as you were previously uh then you're probably not not making the right decisions or moving in the right direction so yeah yeah like uh that's what we hope for is every year it's our best set to date so yeah but that is like that's such a bs little sentence that people put in every single sale right yeah it doesn't need to be said (laughs) it doesn't need to be said not on a sale anyways (laughs) <laughs> at this point it's like every it should be your best set right so yeah we're 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 excited about it thank you right yep <laughs> now kinda, uh, wait go ahead oh i was gonna say it's kind of like the whole uh oh this one's a donor there's so many elite donors out there everyone's got yeah an elite donor. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you know it's it's like that in like every species too I mean, yeah. everybody does that. Does that stuff? Yep. Sales. Now, uh, as a uh, as a young and hungry producer, you've been you've been developing 
a clientele. Is, is that the most important, like, objective to you right now is just trying to get a clientele and trying to get some good people that can feed and trying to get some kids that want to do the work? Is that what your, like, number one goal is right now? Yeah, it, it has been. Um, we've been blessed with the people that, um, and we, you know, are blessed with all the support we've had from anyone that's bought sheep from us or, or been involved with us. But we've been really fortunate to this point with the people that have kind of bought into our program and given us a chance. And uh, I feel like this year, um, specifically this past summer, uh, we got people around us that believed in us and, and wanted to to you know, show our stock or at least be involved with our stock or, or trusted what we told them and, and trusted the process. And uh, that's been really rewarding because, uh, like you said, it, it's been kind of our main goal to get a group of kids together that can do it. And we've been like, we've had a lot of families uh, to this point in the short amount of time that we've been doing this. I think this will be our our sixth lamb crop, like actually trying to do this deal. And uh, we've had a lot of families, but this where we are now we've gotten a group of people around us that have young kids that are hungry and want to do it they want to take all the steps necessary to be successful and uh that's a big part of it and that's really what we focused on is finding those people and being good to them and uh obviously we'll take anyone on the team and and we're going to continue to find more families that we want to help and that want our help but when you have a, a core group of people that you can get around you and you can do a lot of good things, I think. And for us that showed this summer for sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's, that's gotta be the first step of every like starting producer in this show industry. Yeah. Cause you gotta have like a core that you can, and you're going to, you're going to be selling to a lot of families, a lot of families that you don't know maybe, but you gotta have that core that, you know that they're going to get the job done. Maybe there's a couple that live close to you that you can check in, make sure everything's going all right, you know, yep. be, be the helpful, helpful breeder. Um, and I think that's, I, I feel like that's a priority on everybody's mind when they're trying to start out in this. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like we've had families from multiple States. I mean, Texas and Idaho and, uh, Nevada, Utah, Arizona down in your neck of the woods that have bought sheep from us and uh we're not as involved in those guys because we're further away um you know send pictures and that kind of thing but uh those families have have done a great job uh without us right there but we've got a a core group here uh in southeast Nebraska that we've kind of just all came together here in the last two years and it's it's been nice I mean basically all summer long after I get off work, I go somewhere and look at sheep and then go home and work with the sheep that we got at the house. And it's the same thing every day, but it's really fun. It's been really cool to, to kind of just build that relationship with a lot of families. And, uh, even cooler is to bring those families together every weekend or at the big shows and, and have a team and a system where everyone is supporting each other. Uh, everyone's helping each other out, getting sheep ready. It's not just, uh, you know, one person kind of trumps all. It's uh, everyone's looking out for each other. And I think that, too, has kind of led to some of the success we've had this year um, in the state of Nebraska, for sure, uh, because we got a group of people that all want each other to, to be successful. Yeah, that's definitely um, 
a trend that I would love to see more of. Like, and I know there's a lot of show teams out there. There's there's more and more show teams um, every single week, um, and I love that. I think it's good that you have a kind of a support system around you. Do you do you have like a protocol with new buyers um, that like maybe say somebody from New Mexico or Arizona buys a lamb from you? What's your protocol with videos and and checkups and stuff like that? So basically, from the go, if someone reaches out to us and is interested in our stock, um, from the go, I tell them like, hey you buy something from us or show interest in something from us, or you want our help with a sheep from somewhere else and you want our help, we will, we will help you as much as you want us to, or we can stay, you know, we can stay off. So you got to tell us. And, uh, if, if we need to be on the phone, you know, a couple times a week, sending pictures and texts and checking up on feed, we'll do that. If it's one of those deals where, Hey, they just want to send us a picture and say, yep, this is how he's looking, you know, every month or every couple of weeks, that's fine too. Um, it basically just comes down to that individual relationship. Um, a good friend of mine, uh, that we've gotten to, to gotten along really well with in South Texas, um, by the name of Fred Walker. Um, he's done, gotten a lot of sheep from us, uh, here in our first few years going. And he basically, he just sends us pictures and says, how are they looking? We'll kind of give it some input on what we think, but most of the time he's got them going the right way. And there's other families that we we adjust feeding uh, every week because we're over there every week. So it just kind of depends on that relationship and, and how much help they really want, I guess. Yeah, that's true, too. I mean, every family is going to be different yeah. with how much help that they want. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it just seems like uh, like if you sell one across the country, it's definitely a little bit harder to keep your hands on them and uh, and make sure that they're turning out the way that you want them. Right. So you gotta, right. you, you kind of gotta like, I mean, you can't really, but you want to make sure that they get in to some good hands if possible. Yeah. Yep. And I, I would say yeah. we've been pretty fortunate that way. The sheep that have gone a long ways away have fallen into good homes and those guys have done a really good job. And you know, those animals have met their potential due to the, the homes they've went to. So, yeah. Now, uh, since we're talking about selling sheep, you've got a sale coming up. Um, it's a uh, it's this Saturday, Sunday. This Sunday. This Sunday. Yep. So uh, Sunday, December thirteenth, twelfth. Oh my gosh, I'm one off every single time. Come <laughs> on. So Sunday, December twelfth. Uh, if you're listening to this late, sorry, you missed it. But if you're listening to this right when it comes out. Uh, Tyler is about to have a sale and you've got, how many lots do you have in that sale? There's just four fall lambs and then, uh, there's a buck on there too. Uh, keeping it short and sweet. I see. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. (laughs) Why is that? Well, this is kind of our first dab into the fall born deal. And, uh, we bred a group of ewes and then, Things probably didn't pan out as good as they could have, and we were bound for a rough streak, and we finally got it here in our fallborn set, so numbers were limited. And then uh, <laughs> we weren't about to put one on the sale that we didn't think uh, 
could go out and be competitive. So uh, there were a couple more sheep we had, but they're going to go right to where they belong, and that's the sale barn because uh, we don't think they deserve to be show sheep. But there are some sheep on the sale that we thought deserved to be show sheep, and uh, we got them got them pictured and up there, and along with our uh, family friends uh, that have gotten to be really close friends with us here in the past year uh, over at Willow Creek Livestock. Um, so, yep, we've got a small offering, but I think there's a lot of good in that offering so hmm. you're very optimistic in the way that you talked about your hardships there <laughs> yeah, we, we were due we were due <laughs> we we were due for uh nothing getting bread so yeah sure numbers are limited yeah <laughs> yeah no i uh it <laughs> it's funny this dwarf deal until you actually have to go through the I don't know, just a bad draw. <laughs> you don't really understand how bad this dwarf deal can be, and we kind of experienced that, and we got stuck with a good chunk of them here this fall. Um, and now, uh, what's happening with the with these dwarves? What? So uh, the dwarf gene in the in the club lamb deal, um, we can identify it now here the last few years, and uh, we've been breeding some FD sheep um, mostly. And, uh, <laughs> for some reason, this fall group, we just ended up hitting DD quite a few times and got a bunch of sheep that weren't sellable. So just kind of bad luck or poor luck, or just, like I said, we were, we were due. <laughs> now explain, some of the listeners might not know what the heck you're talking about here. Okay. Yep. So, I, uh, I am one of those listeners. Yep. So yep. explain to me what the FD and the DD mean and what you're trying to do there. Okay. So, uh, uh imagine your little Punnett square, right? Yep. So oh, biology. Yeah. <laughs> so you got your, a dwarf free sheep would be FF meaning free. So he's, he's mm. double free. doesn't carry the dwarf gene and uh, a dwarf sheep would be DD. So that is a dwarf for sure. 100%. And then, you you know put that together on a punnett square then you also have your fds and those carry the dwarf gene but don't necessarily show dwarf characteristic um so when you mate an fd sheep to an fd sheep you've got a 25 percent chance of hitting that dwarf uh or having a dwarf sheep um and i feel like that's kind of what happened to us is we we bred to a couple fd bucks to i don't know, probably a lot of our eu base carries a dwarf gene and end up hitting hitting on that dwarf gene pretty heavy on our lambs hopefully that makes sense yeah uh, and why no different uh, than the scrapey deal the the way that deal works okay and why what is this dwarf gene why do you want it well you don't necessarily want it um you, you don't want a dd um in most cases yeah but you but you like the fds yeah um i don't know it, not by design really that's just kind of mm -hmm. what i think we have a lot of um, but I don't know. I've heard lots of people say that if you don't have a D in there, they're not going to have enough muscle to win a weather show. <laughs> well, that's what I was wondering. Like, is it like there, does the dwarf gene bring in some expressiveness? Is it like the, like the Pietrins in the old school hog days? Yeah, it'd be kind of like that. Yeah. Like the stress gene. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Cause like, uh, your stereotypical FF sheep now would be, you know, a big, tall, extended, pretty sheep with not enough muscle. Now, obviously, this deal's pretty progressive, 
there's multiple big time breeders across the country that have created FF sheep with more than enough muscle. And, uh, there's FD sheep out there that are built, you know, really, really good and have all that extra shape and power. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, I think as long as you stay clear of just getting DD, you're in good shape and it's just a tool, just another breeding tool, really. Uh, yeah. We're, we're going to pay more attention to it here. Uh, because at this point, <laughs> I, I really didn't care, but after we got stuck with, you know, like 40% dwarfs, I was like, yeah, this kind of isn't very fun. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh gosh, folks uh, that are listening, Tyler doesn't show a lot of expression, but you can tell right there that he's pretty pissed off about what happened. Um, <laughs> at least I can, because we're friends. He's he's very optimistic, right, Tyler? Yep. Yep. Next time we'll <laughs> you're like, better. this is this is real sheep breeding is really fun right now with <laughs> with all these DD sheep. Yeah. <laughs> and you just send those to the sale barn or what? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've had some functional ones that make, like, great, um, you know, kind of little kid sheep. Uh, you got a younger showman that's just starting out. Um, stick them with a moderate sheep because, I mean, we do have some some dwarf lambs here and there that are right in their knees set, their shoulder blades right. They can still function in their feet and legs, um, and they grow okay. Um, but, I don't know, 75% of the time, it's going to be one that's a cripple that can't move and can't hardly function I'm talking to all the dads out there right now. Dads, if you're listening, it's time to barbecue, okay? I know it's winter. Shut up. (laughs) Be quiet. I'm sorry. I was disrespectful. Be quiet, okay? It's winter. You need a barbecue. You need a grill. You you need to put something in a pan and grill it and and cook it up. And show show your family that you're still a man, okay? Dads, I'm talking to you. Are you a man? Are you sure? Go to unitedharvest.com, type in the promo code FRIENDS15, prove to yourself and your family that you're a man still, and you can cook in the wintertime when it's snowing outside. Negative 30 degrees, you're out there by the grill, 350 degrees in your face, it's snowing around you, but you got ribeyes on the grill. Wagyu American Cross, by the way. Unitedharvest.com. Just not a good deal. <laughs> it sounds a lot like the stress gene in hogs, honestly. Yeah, it, it'd be. It, I mean, for it's yeah. it's comparable yeah. at least. Yeah, the the yeah. situation. Yeah. Yeah, the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very interesting. And where does this? I might be asking you too many questions on this dwarf gene that you don't know. But if you know, where does it originate from? Um, I think the Hamp breed probably had it in there. Mm. And you know, a lot, almost every club lamb in the country's got Hamp in them somewhere. So I think that's where they. I remember reading that's where they say it's com- coming from, really. Um, but, I mean, like I said, I, I never really, when it came out and the test came out, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, we can know. We'll test our bucks and know um, and pay you know pay attention to it but not get too worried about it. And now I'm like, man, we're going to pay really close attention and breed, make make sound breeding decisions from that standpoint, not just phenotypically, but also use that tool since we have access to it just a little bit more yeah and that's something that ju- has just come in to play recently or oh it's maybe been three or four years now mm. yeah because you know on a buck uh, when someone would introduce a buck lamb for example it always just used to say rrnn meaning scrapey free and spider free 
Well, now it's RR, NN, FF would be completely clean. So you got, you know, three different groups of letters you got to pay attention to now. <laughs> that's a lot of letters. It is, yeah. That's, that's to be exact, that's six letters. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you better know your alphabet. You sheep guys, you're you're pretty fun, huh? <laughs> all the all the sheep stuff. That's pretty I'm, interesting. I'm no, just I, trying to keep up. <laughs> that's what everybody's saying in the sheep and goat industry right now, right? Yep. Is they're just trying to keep up. It's moving fast, huh? Yeah, it is. Yep. I don't know how. Uh, what's that? They get they keep getting better every year. I. And it's growing so fast. I mean, you see more and more kids showing a sheep or a goat nowadays just because, I mean, goats are so easy on little kids. Sheep yeah. are a little bit tougher on them. They're a little bit stronger and bigger. But you, you see a lot of families kind of moving that way just because of lower maintenance, maybe a lower pen size. You know, it's when they're moving into suburbs and stuff, those are becoming the, the livestock choice. Right. I think. Yeah. And it's easy for, I mean, really it's a, it's an easier project. Like if you want to have five ewes, they don't take up a whole lot of space. You can find a local breeder and get them bred and, and lamb out your own little set of ewes um, or have a buck and, and breed your 10 ewes or whatever, where if you're doing pigs, you know, you got to have your whole farrowing crate set up or a setup somewhat like that to, to do it right. And cattle takes up a lot of land and space. So I think that's why sheep and goats are pretty popular in that standpoint is it's not that hard to have your own little little program or flock or project. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. And it's kind of fun. I mean, that that's a that's a good introduction. I mean, with with cattle and hogs, hogs you got to get a crate. I mean, you don't have to, but it's a it's going to be tougher if you don't. Right. Cattle, they just take up so much damn room. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's the only reason I wanted to show a heifer at some point, but there was just so much equipment that went into it and the cost involved. I mean, and the time involved, it was a cattle deal's hard. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Those kids work their butts off. Yep. Yep. No, that's interesting. I had not heard about that uh, dwarf gene. I'm out of the loop on that sheep deal, I guess. <laughs> yep. No, it's uh, um, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of hype around it when it first came out because it was a big deal, and, and it's still, I mean, it's still a big deal and it's important. But now, everyone's kind of come accustomed to to using it as a tool. So, yeah. Yep. Have you guys been utilizing uh, AI more and more, or? Yeah. You guys still doing natural. Thank goodness we can utilize AI. We've gotten to a point where the sheep have been able to, to make us a little more money here, or make themselves a little more money, and we can put more back into our program. So, um, yeah, we've been able to, to utilize AI a lot more here the last two years, uh, which has tremendously increased uh, our quality. Um, our just management style is better i think because now we can have groups of lambs that are born within a few days of each other that are all the same age same sire um it's worked out really good actually our fall born set was all ai all ai so mm. yep this this uh this sale set is all ai yep correct mm. what's your favorite out of this sale set well um 
I guess, you know, my biased favorite would have to be lot two because that's our one sheep on the sale. Um, that's pick and paw livestock, but, uh, I like that sheep and I really like, uh, well, I, th I think they all have a lot of good, <laughs> um, <laughs> place. it's hard to just say because there's some differences in those sheep. Um, you know, the lot one sheep, I think, uh, that guy, he's got a lot of good for just being tall and extended. Um, that one's pretty up and out. And then we're offering that sheep as a Ram weather option. Uh, so you let us know after the sale, if you buy him, we can cut him for you or leave him intact and you'll have yourself a fallborn ram lamb, but, uh, he does bleed clean. He's RRFF. Um, so, I mean, he's genetically the right way. Um, Where's the ends? We didn't test the ends because he shouldn't you be good there. Son of a gun. Yep. Are you kidding be, me? Should be good there. Uh, You're going to send the sheep out without people knowing the NN? <laughs> I am. I am because I'm about 100% positive that he's NN. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I had to give you shit on that. Come on. Oh, yeah. Yep. I, ha I remembered my letters, though. <laughs> you did. You did. Yeah, I did. That was good. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. No, you're good. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I like that sheep. I think he does a, a lot of good things, uh, especially if you need to make them taller, more extended, um, and still have the right kind of shape and expression and get in their feet and legs. Uh, that sheep, that sheep's nice. Um, hmm. I can keep talking about them. You want to do that? Yeah, one? keep talking about them. They hear it. Okay. Uh, they might. People to... might pull up the sale on their phone. Hey, go to. It's on SC. Yep. Willoughby. SC. 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 Yep. Go to SC. Pick and pull livestock. Like I said, if you're listening to us later, sorry, you're out of luck. But <laughs> go to the go to SC Livestock Sales and check out these sheep that Tyler's describing. Yeah, so lot two, um, that's the sheep we raised. Uh, there's a bunch of different pictures of that sheep because uh, he didn't really want to cooperate on picture day, and um, so we put up some pictures that we've taken him in the barn where he was a little more comfortable, um, not so um, gun shy or didn't have so much stage fright and. That sheep, he's going to be moderate. He's going to be probably a 130-pound sheep by the time it's all said and done. Probably not get much bigger than that. Uh, but, man, this guy is he is big, big-backed. His upper hip is huge. Um, his stifle shape, if I could make them all like that, I'd probably have a lot more money. <laughs> um, and, and he's still sound, and he's really shallow. Um, you know, he's probably not as up and out uh, as ideal. Um, but when you make him that thick, um, it's going to be hard to make him super extended. Uh, I think that's and you're talking you're you're talking this lot too. Yep. Yep. Okay, I'm looking at them right now. The picture's blurry. First of all, your foot is blurry in the back, so you oh, use yeah. Photoshop, so yeah, that's guaranteed. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, he he looks good. He uh, he's he's got a lot of good to him. I mean, he's thick. He's really thick. he's stout. That's for sure. He's still shallow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I now, see what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, your foot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, cell phones. <laughs> yeah. True. Is it, you took these pics on cell phones? Yeah, the two in the barn. Yep. Oh. Yep. Hmm. No, I like him. Now, with uh, I remember with hogs, if you get them too powered up when they're young, they, it's kind of hard to keep them together with sheep how how do you keep one together that's 
power it up when they're young? Um, just kind of depends on what your end point is. Um, you know, if, if you're trying to hit something early, I think you can just feed the sheep and, and let them go. Um, if you are wanting to feed the sheep for a long time, like into next fall, um, one, probably not the best option on the sale. And two, uh, you either got to get them fat and slow them down or keep them lean and, and kind of just pound a day and let them cruise for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, sheep are, you know, every sheep's different, really. Um, this guy, I think, uh, um, especially for just a jackpot sheep in the Midwest, um, or if this sheep needs to go to California um, or even Texas for like a June county fair, I think the sheep is perfect for that uh, because he's going to stay light. He's going to be like 130, I would guess, um, based on his frame. But still, uh, you know, his build is good. His chest floor is right and shoulder angles right. Just not going to be a big guy. Big well, guy. hopefully, yeah, hopefully the the build stays together. I mean, if hopefully he's built good enough to where it doesn't matter, right? Right, yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was looking at a couple more of these. And the, these other ones are going to be uh, Willow Creek, correct? Yep. Correct, yep. Yep, um, and, and these sheep are all product of... Uh, so Willow Creek, uh, good friends of ours, they actually um, partnered on the complete dispersal purchase of Hanson, Josh Hanson and Meredith Hanson. Uh, we bought out their sheep, so they, they partnered with us on that, and they got half the ewes, and they bought... Um, half a nightshade and half a sandman and uh um they've been kind of trying to build their own program and we've been helping them kind of piece some things together and and they bought a couple bred ewes from Hassebrooks who are also right north of Lincoln here and uh, a couple of these lambs are products of, of those purchases that they made um and so I've been we decided to have a sale since you know numbers were kind of down uh, for both of us, we put them together and had a, a little nice little set. Yeah, um, beautiful. And then you guys are selling the Sandman buck. Yep, we're gonna the Ram the Sandman. Yep, yep. Yeah, Sandman. Uh, that buck has done a really good job. Did a really good job for Josh. Josh was kind enough to let us use him uh, two years ago. Um, we used that sheep um, pretty hard that year that we we bred him. Um, Man, he makes them big-hipped. He makes them really good-bodied. Um, they're super stout-featured. Um, I think, you know, if you need to just make complete kind of sheep. He does a really, really good job. And we're starting to see now that uh, the females out of him are doing a really good job. If you go back up to Lot 2, that one's mom is a Sandman. Um, and uh, the other Sandmans that we've had... Uh, lamb out. They, they've done a really good job. We'll have some more yeah. lamb out this uh, January or here in twenty days or whatever it is. So they they do a good job. Good good kind of sheep. Um, feed really easy. Yeah. Yep. Sandman as a baby. Well, you can see his buck lamb picture there. Uh, you know, looked awesome. He's really cool looking. Uh, now he you know he just kind of looks like a big mature buck. Like they all get to that point. Uh, but still. In the video, you can see he's, you know, you can see the good things that he has uh, as a mature buck. He's he's massive. He's massive. Yeah, he is big. You got a 131 views on this YouTube video here. I saw that. Yeah, that's that's quite a few views, dude. Yeah, it's pretty legit. 
Yeah, it makes me feel. Yeah, good he looks about good. The <laughs> What's that? It makes me feel good about the effort and getting it. <laughs> yeah, it, it takes a little bit to do those. No, this sale looks good, dude. I'm excited for you. This is your first dip into this the fall uh, crop, right? So, yep. um, I'm excited to see where how the sale goes, and hopefully by next year you'll have a uh, a larger group. Yeah. To um, to to offer. Yeah. <laughs> so. Make a little bit better breeding decisions for the fall. Try to yeah, those freaking dwarves, man. <laughs> you got to get yeah. that out. Yeah. Just kind of luck of the draw. I don't know how. That yeah. Happens, right. But... I mean, there's nothing. There's not a lot you can do on that end, right? No. No. <laughs> no. Mm. I mean, I could have bred them all to a dwarf-free buck, but I didn't want to do that. So. <laughs> it is what it is. We got it is one. what it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Well, uh, you got anything else for the listeners here? Um, no. If you have questions and you catch this podcast before the sale, please give me a call or call Cassie and Tyler over at Willow Creek. They can answer your questions. All the sheep are actually at my barn right now. Um, so if you want to come look at them and you're in the area before Sunday, definitely do so. Otherwise, we've got pretty good set of ewes uh bred to probably the best set of bucks we've ever used or had access to use um coming for january and february lambs so really excited um can't wait to get those on the ground beautiful and uh pick and paw livestock on instagram and facebook correct yep yep uh tyler pick and paw is your name it is or you can you're not an imposter I'm not. <laughs> I don't think so. I think this is better than last one's. I think last one we just talked about Star Wars the whole time. Yeah, we did do that. But that I was actually that. probably better than this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can talk about that for a long time. Probably longer than sheep. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I wanted you to get a beer, first of all. I know. Uh, I, I asked you beforehand if you had a beer. You don't have any beer in your place. Truly's. <laughs> I you have Truly's. Yep. I you don't. Could've, you should have grabbed a Truly. <laughs> I could have grabbed one. I grabbed a Bush Latte, uh, and it's it's gone now. But I wanted <laughs> us to have a. <laughs> I wanted us to have a beer during this interview, but you didn't want to grab a Truly. Uh, we'll have to do another one. <laughs> I'll get, I'll do you sure like I Truly's? I don't mind them. <sighs> You I really I mean? can't not, stand them, to I be honest with you. I drink a whole lot, so... You're not a big drinker. No. This no. just in. <laughs> no, I'm not a big fan of those seltzers. I mean... And I'm not trying to be, like, the typical guy that's like, don't give me a seltzer because it's, like, for girls. I just... It's <laughs> not... It's not for me, I don't think. I don't think I've ever had one. You've never had a seltzer? Like, no. you never you have Truly's in your place, but Wade only drinks them? Yep. Yep. Dude, go get go get a Truly right now. Stay on the, <laughs> stay on the call. Go get a Truly. <laughs> you have to do this. Boy. All right. All right. Give me one second. I'll, I'll grab one. Okay. Folks, this is this just in. Tyler's going to try a Truly for the first time. He's never – how have you never had in all this COVID stuff and all this – to have not had a seltzer this whole time, it's truly astounding. 
and I hope he waits. <laughs> it, it, it truly is astounding. I, and to have Wade, his wife, just have Trulies, and I hope she saw him just now. Uh, she did. She was laughing. Okay, and what'd she say? Uh, she was like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me hear the crack. Okay. Did you hear that? That's a beautiful truly. Okay, what flavor is it really quick? Um, it is a raspberry tea. Raspberry tea. A raspberry tea truly? Yep. Okay. Now, are you ready to drink it? I'll, I'll take a sip, yeah. Take a sip. All right. Hey, that's not bad. <laughs> it tastes just like raspberry tea. You wouldn't believe it. dead uh, <laughs> it's pretty good yeah dude <laughs> every single company has one of those now right i mean there's like bud light uh seltzers now what a deal it just tastes like a tastes like a carbonated water that's flavored kind of <laughs> i don't but really uh, know what the, i don't i don't know if i've had too many trulies i know i've had a couple but i've had a bunch of white claws See, yeah, I don't, I don't drink, and when I do, it's it's either you know like Crown and Coke or Crown and Red Bull, and that's that's it. Mm. I'm a big fan of Crown and Red Bull. Crown and Red Bull is good. That'll keep you up for the night. That's for sure. Absolutely. Yep. That's the yeah. Point. <laughs> yeah, I think so. You know, I have I have not released that podcast that we did from your wedding. Ah, oh, I forgot about that. you. You remember that? <laughs> I do. Where, uh, so to the listeners, Tyler, <laughs> I was uh, I was fortunate enough to be in Tyler's wedding, um, and after the rehearsal dinner, we went to the bar, the groomsmen and Tyler, and a couple other people, went to the bar, had some drinks, then when we got back to the hotel room, and everybody's like, and I brought my podcast up, and everybody's like, let's set up the mic, let's do a podcast, <laughs> and it was like midnight, and we were done. I mean, we, you know, we were feeling it. And I've listened to it. I don't know if I should release it ever, <laughs> first of all. Because <laughs> like, we all just were slurring our words. There's four people trying to talk at once. I'm talking shit the whole time about <laughs> like everybody in the industry. <laughs> like, I didn't hold my tongue back one time. <laughs> probably, uh, probably ought to stay funny. top secret information. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I might just blur some stuff out and release it <laughs> as like a bonus episode. There you go. You think What's I should? That? You remember what I was talking about that night, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. What's it called when you have to like pay for it to? Uh, oh, it's like to? a paywall. Yeah, like a like a subscription, like a bonus subscription deal. Right. Yep. That's what that's what I should do. I should just have people pay me to listen to this one episode. Yeah. There's the business model. <laughs> 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 All right, dude. Well, uh, we'll do it again. This isn't your last time being on the podcast, of course. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, you'll, you'll be on again. Hopefully next time it's a live one. 
We need we need to get a yeah. live interview in. Yes, I would like to come to your neck of the woods. <laughs> come to my neck of the woods, Tyler. It sounds like a good time. You've judged a couple shows down here. You just need to get that call again. I know. You know, I actually did, and I had to turn it down. How dare you? I know. I did get asked to go for another t- double header deal. Mm. Uh, yep. Not not too long ago, actually, like a month. Uh, what? For what? Uh... For where? I don't even remember. In no. Arizona? Yep. Hmm. Yep, I don't remember. Well, that'll happen. Yep, I suppose. All right, so. dude. Well, uh, thanks for being on, everybody. Go check out Tyler Sale, uh, December 12th. Yep. On Sunday, there's four offerings. Yes, sir. Right. Yep, four four fallborns and one buck lamb or one buck mature buck. Yes, in, in the hunt Five for a mature offerings. buck. So closes at uh, seven p.m. Ends at seven p.m. Yep, or goes into horse. No, horse it style ends whenever it wants to end. Right. Hopefully that right? would be like one in the morning. That'd be awesome. <laughs> well, that means that something's bringing money. Yeah, that'd be. <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, uh, yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Uh, say, say goodbye to the viewers that are listening. Do you have anything to say to them? Or are you hey, just, just going to disregard? No. Um, thanks for listening. Um, and uh, Okay, that's enough from Tyler. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Uh, stay on the call because uh, we got to download this deal. Okay, sounds good. All right. Time's limited, so you must listen carefully. Hope you like that one. Tyler's a good friend, good guy. Uh, he'll be on again for sure. So if you don't like him, I'm sorry, but he'll be on again at some point. So you'll just have to kind of bite your tongue and not listen to that one, I guess. But he's uh, he's got some good subjects, and uh, hopefully the next one is live. Either he's down here or I'm up in Nebraska, and we can kind of conversate a little bit. Um, and uh, yeah, but I like I like having Tyler on. He he he's uh, he's a good friend, and that sale should be good. So if you're if you're listening to this in time. Go check out that sale. Check out the lots. Uh, that lot, too, looks really, really good. Um, the Willow Creek lambs look good. Um, and then he's got that. They've got that uh, ram for sale. Um, what's his name? Sun something. Gosh, dang it. And I don't have my phone on me. I'm just rambling now. What's his What's his name? What's his name? I'm just going to keep talking and filling up space till I get it. What's it? Sandman. His name's Sandman. Go check it out. All right. I'm done talking this week. I love you guys. Thanks for enjoying. Thanks for participating. Go check out Legendary Mindset, the Keeper Pin, Cattle Pros. Hopefully they'll start releasing soon. Reach out to them. Tell them to uh, record more episodes if you want to hear more. I'll talk to you guys later. Love you. Bye.